the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to connect to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio Show, where we dive into God's Word and Kingdom topics. Best things we do is give to the needy around us. We are giving to people who are needing groceries and gas to get to work. And as a partner, a percentage of that is going towards people who need it right around us. Thanks for your partnership. Stay tuned for today's Kingdom Topic. Here's Olivia with today's message. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom. My name is Olivia Barrett, and I am your host for all things Kingdom Topics, especially during the show. So want to welcome you. It is a great time to be here to talk about Kingdom things that are happening that relate to, you know, our everyday, the things that God is doing around us and where we're seeing him move. I mean, there have been some big things that have already happened and it's just the beginning of the year. And so I want to come in here and just welcome you, you know, into your new year. What it means that, you know, we've turned the corner is actually what I saw on a parade, I think. Um, I love that. Just thinking that, you know, where you've been, you didn't have to keep going on that path. You can turn the corner now and head into a new place. And that is exactly what I want us to do, especially today. I want to talk about something that I think is really going to matter as we're heading into the rest of our year. But let me just pray a blessing on us really quick as we get started. Okay, God, thank you so much for um, giving us 2022 and what you accomplished in that year. And I know that there were challenges. I know there were good things. And I pray that all of it would rest under your goodness. Like I just claim that. I claim that it would rest under your goodness. And I ask that as we move into this year for 2023, that we would find ourselves um, hungry. We would find ourselves seeking after the things that show how good you are and show the blessing that you have on our lives. And so I ask that for this show. I ask that for the listeners. I ask that for myself and my family and the people that actually are with me in this, um, who listen and pray with me, like that we would be in places of discovery and still seeking for God's goodness and seeking for um, your wonders and the things that you want to be doing. So I pray this blessing that we would receive uh, what it is you want to do for our year and recognize that there are things that you have for us to understand. And so would we be people that seek you and seek your understanding in Jesus name? Amen. Okay, so, you know, it's significant, like, to really be thinking about what it would mean that we're turning a corner. You know, for me, <laughs> turning a corner is huge because, you know, for like half the year last year, um, I experienced some really hard things, like some difficulties, some things that I would have never thought were coming my direction, and I went through them, and God was faithful to me and showed me 
you know, one of the many times that um, he is stronger than I am, but that he makes me strong in the moment. I know you've had those too, like where, you know, you've needed God to remind you that because of God's strength, you really can do anything. And that's kind of how it felt for me for at least half the year. (laughs) Um, And to think that God is saying, hey, listen, there is a time here where we are going to not just stay on that path of hardship, but we're going to turn a corner here. And I want to really speak about this and and find a blessing in this for us as we turn maybe into something else um you know as you're you're on that path and you're looking and now you're going to turn towards something else and i think that um is really good because i have been thinking about a phrase and i want to bring this to us because it's such an interesting word and couple of words and words that describe um you know, groups and gatherings and even like counting. So I don't know if you have paid any attention to this before, but um, it's the term two by two. And I've really been thinking about this. I mean, I've actually been in this uh, scripture here in Mark, in Mark six. But, you know, when you think about two by two, I mean, when I ask my kids, I even ask my husband, I mean, everybody talks about Noah. You know, you think about the animals, the animals that came two by two and they we're going into the boat, you know, male and female, and it was of every species is basically what, you know, scripture said. And that was obviously to save um, the animals in the world at that time so they could reproduce, you know, after uh, the flood had receded, right? Okay, so the two by two is very common. Like in our language, we think of it, you know, as a kid, you know, the cute little animals outside the boat, you know, and everything's in twos. You got two little giraffes, two little monkeys, two little alligators. I mean, you can see this. I mean, I've seen my kids have this before too. And, you know, it's funny when I was reading in Mark six, it's actually where um, Jesus is speaking to the 12 Uh, He uses this term. Okay, so let me go ahead and start and read this for you. Okay, so it's Mark 6. Um, And he said unto them, this is the 12, they began and he began to send them forth by two and two and gave them power over unclean spirits. Okay, so let me stop for a second because um, in this it says by two and two. So that's really beautiful because in that terminology, you know, at least even in my own head, you can see it. You know, there are groups of two people and it's like, okay, that first group went out. Okay, now the next group is going out. All right. And it's this place of um, two and two. And I, I just really love that. But it really stands out to me that it would be, you know, the same. It's the same in other translations. It's two by two um, or groups of two in actually a more modern version. And, you know, thinking about this, um, just this concept of of sending somebody out by twos. Okay, so just stick with me there and I'll read you the rest. Um, And he commanded that they would be able to take nothing for their journey. They would save a staff only, no script, no bread, no money in their purse. Um, and he shod with sandals and not put on two coats, right? I mean, there's a little bit of a description. He wants them to travel light. There's actually reason for that. Um, and I know that a lot of it too, Jesus wanted to make sure that people saw that he was different and the disciples were different, um, not compared to other people who actually traveled. So I thought that was real interesting. Um, 
But he said unto them that in this place, you know, soever who enter into the house, there abide there until depart from that place. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear you when you depart, um, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. And verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. I mean, okay, we'll spend a little bit of time there. But basically, you know, this is kind of a really cool point of where Jesus is saying to them, I, this is how you're going to travel and protect yourselves. Um, you're going to stay in the places that welcome you. And I want you to stay there as long as, as you're in that city. But anybody who actually rejects you, uh, you can basically say, okay, I'm, we're, we're done. We don't have to stay. And you can shake your feet at that. One thing that I really liked about this section here in Mark is that you know, Jesus was doing something for them that they could not do themselves. They had never done this before. They had not experienced a journey like this before, especially without Jesus and them going out, you know, just in groups, just small groups of two. They never experienced this before. And what was happening here, Jesus was giving a boundary. I don't know if you've ever seen it before in this way, but this was a way he was protecting them. He was basically saying, um, I don't want you to force this message. You know, like if you're going into a place and they welcome you, then I want you to stay there and I want you to keep talking because those are going to be the people that are hungry. Those are the people that want to hear or recognize that there is something here that's connecting to them, right? And so when you think of that, this is like Jesus saying to them, this is how you're going to do it. You're going to recognize that you're going to stay because you're going to feel welcome and you're going to stay in that home the whole time you're there. But if you don't feel welcome or if people start rejecting what you say, you're actually going to get up and leave. And, and you know, this is a place of Jesus saying to them, you know, because he had not promised them safety, but he promised them protection. And I think that, you know, in this moment, he's he's reminding them, this is how I'm protecting you. You know, I'm not going to ask you to have these really hard conversations in places where you're being rejected. And so I thought that was just so amazing, like to get that kind of clarity from Jesus. I don't know if you've ever heard it from that perspective before, but as I was reading that section, you know, it really stood out to me that Jesus is not just saying, Hey, go out and do a mission for me. He's also letting them know I'm taking care of you while you're out there. So, I mean, wow, go back and read that again, if you've not heard it that way, but it really struck me. Um, in such an honoring way, in the way that he was taking care of them, even from a distance, right? I mean, it was just pretty great. Um, but here, let me go on. Okay, and so they went out and preached that men should repent. That's great. It's like, you know, a beautiful picture of revival spreading, right? Um, and they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. Okay, literally, that's the section. It's really small um, in Mark. But it, it actually is described as the mission of the 12. And so here's what I wanted to talk about. You know, when you're thinking about what it means, this two by two concept. Okay, so, I mean, you know, we all talked about, uh, you know, we, earlier we talked about what it would mean that you're thinking about two by two and, and it being this cute little story. I mean, that's how it's kind of become. 
around the ark and the animals and kids love it. I mean, my kids love it. And, you know, it's a very interesting story. Well, you know, to take us further, like let's go a little bit further. So two by two, let's talk about why Jesus chose that. I mean, I know it's very common, like when you're thinking of um, partnerships, maybe you're thinking of connections, you know, if you are an individual, you're thinking of how can I partner maybe with somebody else? You know, that would be a very simple way to do it. Now, I know this wasn't necessarily a business adventure for them. This was very mission-minded around the topic of the kingdom, around, you know, what Jesus was bringing to people already. But for them to actually be thinking about partnership, that was new. That was very new. And to think that, oh, you mean we can do this? Like me and somebody else, we can go out. So it was a new concept of of partnership, which I thought was pretty wonderful um, to be handing that to his disciples at that point. But something that really strikes me, and I wanted to talk about this because You know, how good is God? Like he knows his people so well and he knows the audience that he is getting attention of and he knows the ears of the people that are going to be hearing him and he knows, you know, what people are going through or he knows their background. I mean, this is so good. So let me bring this up to you because um, it's really struck me a couple of times. And when I read it to confirm it, it was just kind of wow. But um in in old law, in, in the things that people were used to and accustomed to, um, in the law of Moses, it was actually on repeat in different sections, but in order to actually have a consensus or to have an agreement or um, to even at some point be a witness of something to say, you know, this is what happened and now this other person confirms it. So it was a place of confirmation. Um, it was a place of like recept, like re- people could receive it and they would be receptive of it, you know. So these types of things were happening, you know, in the Old Testament around um, the laws of Moses, but it was because there were two people. I mean, it's actually really amazing. Um, it talks about this, that, you know, if uh, there was a crime that was committed, there was always having to be two witnesses before that crime could be um, accounted for. Um, if there were, you know, deaths in the family or deaths of other people, um, there had to be two people confirmed that that person had actually died. Um, when someone had spoke a word, there had to be two people saying they had heard the same thing. Okay, so this is really a wow moment when you're thinking about when Jesus is planning this, you know, he's sitting here thinking about his disciples in a way, you know, of a shepherd, like he's trying to take care of them. He's wanting to, you know, push them out a little bit and let them risk. But he's also saying, you know, I'm protecting you. You don't have to stay where you're not welcome. You know, you just go to the next place. But for him to do this in twos, he was doing this. It was like, again, it was a twofold, which is very funny to say. But he was doing this for the disciples who actually knew the law of Moses and understood that there needed to be a combination of at least two people that would confirm something that could um, move something forward in their, you know, judicial system or, you know, when people needed to make decisions, it had to be confirmed by another person. So there was always 
two eyewitnesses to something. So he's doing this for the disciples to say, okay, disciples, I need you to recognize that you're going to be going out in twos, but that's so that you understand too. I am confirming something for you. You know, the law that you understand and practice and know so well, there are things that had to happen in twos. Like it was a commitment had to happen with two people. You know, you actually had to have a witness. You had to have another person voice um, say that this actually happened and and it just be this ongoing place of respect and honor and confirmation and so he's doing this for the disciples to say not only am I wanting um, you to know that you can go out because um, I'm sending you now in this place, you're going to get confirmation because I'm sending you with another person. So there's going to be two people that experience this together. And you guys are going to be able to recognize between each other the confirmation. The thing that is happening between you two is actually confirming what you both are experiencing or what you're seeing or what is done through you. So like, how about that? I mean, that's pretty wow of of Jesus to be thinking on that level for the disciples and what they're going to experience. But let me tell you, this other thing is pretty great. So not only was Jesus thinking of how the disciples were going to experience those moments, those new moments of stepping out like this and really risking without um, Jesus in the flesh being there with them, right? <laughs> Which is funny because, I mean, this is us now. You know, we don't have Jesus in the flesh. You know, we have Jesus in the spirit. So it's kind of funny to be saying it this way. But what he was also doing, he was thinking of the listeners. He was thinking of the people that have the same experience of the law. They know that there has to be two people in the temple that are confirming something spoken by some prophet or at that point, you know, uh, some spiritual leader <laughs> that they had heard. There always had to be two people that were that had the same story. You know, there had to be two witnesses for a crime. There had to be two people that saw somebody get married. I mean, it's pretty impressive, like, how that you always had to have a second person confirm. And so when you're thinking about this, you know, in in the moments where the listeners are agreeing, there was a second person there who could actually confirm what the other person was starting to say. And they could even be speaking together to the listeners. And the listeners, because they already had this back knowledge of two people confirming and two witnesses, you know, to say things were the way they were, when they started watching that there were always two people coming with the same message, it actually brought um, a little bit of that honor with them. It brought a little bit of that confirmation already there. So they were receptive, like maybe even more receptive if it was just one person speaking. So I think that's pretty great. Um, also, too, like I had read that if they came into places where they were not welcome, then the second person could confirm we are not welcome here. This, you know, we're to do what God said, you know, or Jesus said, sorry, we're to do what Jesus said. You know, we're do we're to go ahead and, and just say, this isn't our place anymore. And we're going to shake the dust off our feet, which is an interesting picture. And we can go into that one too later, but you know, it's just a remembrance of if you have that second person, you are confirming something. And, you know, I'm thinking about, 2023. I mean, really in a in an interesting way. I mean, 
this may be one of the first years in a long time I've been thinking about this year before the year started. Um, not that I was aching to have it. It was more of like, um, I'm already in the new year. Like I'm already in that place of God. I'm, I'm ready to receive new things and experience new things from you. And, um, it's really surprised me. Like I've really been surprised how much my mind and my efforts are already in this year. Almost like, you know, have you ever had those years where they feel like they're, they're connected <laughs> for some reason you've got, you know, one year and the next year and they're, they're replicating each other a little bit. And, you know, and so I pray that they're not replicating in negative ways, but really how connected they are, you know, what it is that maybe you learned in 2022 is actually partnering with 2023 in a special way. And I mean, I think that's why my heart and my thoughts and even some of my emotions are already connected to this new year. So, um, so it's kind of a special time, and that's why I wanted, you know, to bring this up, like what it would mean that we could see ourselves, you know, in this place, like we could see ourselves where we are, you know, being partnered with, like we're we're seeing ourselves, and I know this is a big picture, like in our heads to see this, but, you know, if the God of the universe says he lives inside of us, like he, he lives here inside of us and that the kingdom is inside of us. I mean, this is in scripture. It's exciting to read these types of things that it would mean that when he sends me somewhere, when he wants me to talk to somebody or pray for someone, or, you know, maybe I've only met that person one time and I go home and I am connected to them still and I'm praying for them or they're still on my mind or something they said that made me laugh is making me laugh again. You know, you're thinking about this stuff and you're like, wow, I am really connected here. And God, you can sense God in that moment saying, you know, do something about it. Like do something about that experience, you know, where you are connecting to that person. And, and I want you to feel the partnership in this. And I've just been thinking about that, like what it would mean that 2023 could be kind of like a sending out for us as kingdom people, that we would be experiencing, you know, God in such a personal way that we feel his partnership. You know, we feel like now, I know this is crazy to say it like this, but, you know, you're being sent out two by two. <laughs> you know, there's that group of two, which is that person and the Holy Spirit. You know, there's that group of two, which is that person and the Holy Spirit. Now, I know that there are times that humans will come into our lives and we partner with them too. And please go do that, like when it's there. But I really want to like, just bring up the topic that, you know, here in scripture, Jesus was in, the flesh. He was a human being and, and people were with him and, and people wanted to hear from him. And the disciples were actually with him with some of his teachings. When he said, go out two by two, that wasn't a mistake. It was totally on purpose for um, many, many, many reasons, but he was giving them the authority. He was giving them the power. It even says that it gave them power over the unclean spirits. And they actually had the ability to anoint with oil and heal the sick. <laughs> and they were healed is what it says. And, you know, Jesus saying this to them, it's like, I want you to partner. I want you to be in this concept of, of two by two. And, you know, I know that uh, for us who really love being with people, um, 
you want a partner. Like you want to be connected to somebody. I mean, at least I do. I mean, I've talked to people before and they're like, you know, why did that go so well that time? And I'm thinking, well, maybe that was the time I was partnered with somebody or like I created a partnership or something. You know, like I love thinking about, you know, connecting with somebody else who is like-minded, people who, you know, are motivated maybe the way that you are or the way that you hear God. I mean, those types of things. And it's exciting. I mean, it's really exciting. But I'm thinking about what it means to really be connected to the Holy Spirit in these days as kingdom people. And let me let me end with this last picture, okay? When you partner with the Holy Spirit, you actually have power. Like, you have power to speak and to pray. And, you know, recently there was a football player... Um, that had to have CPR on the field. Okay. So my family's been talking about this a lot. Um, my husband loves football. I mean, he was just like glued, um, to the TV and to radio and trying to really hear how this guy's doing. And there's been so much talk like, you know, so my prayers and my thoughts are with, are with you, you know, my love, I'm sending you my love. I'm sending you my prayers. And it's been interesting. You know, people have said that, but no one prayed. And there was an anchor actually today that prayed in front of everyone, like on TV. And it felt like that moment for me, like, like what I've been trying to piece together, you know, the two by two, like it, there wasn't an actual human being beside him, but he was so moved by the Holy Spirit. Like he said in his heart, I know this is what I need to do. And I, I just, I'm just going to do it right here on air. And he did. And he started praying and he prayed a prayer of healing and, and God to answer. And, you know, I'm thinking about how we can do this as kingdom people. We could be connected like two by two. I mean, two by two, human to human. But what it would mean that I would be connected to the Holy Spirit, like the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me, lives in you. And we could be connected in this kind of partnership, stepping forward, praying for people, speaking out about the truth of God and and let this be a year of mission. Okay, so I just want to bless you with that. Welcome into your time of turning the corner. Here we are. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We want you connected to kingdom topics that move and shape your week. Let's explore together what God is saying in these kingdom topics. Become a partner and give towards the kingdom conversations that are transforming your life. You can find us on ltkradio.com and click on the partner tab to give your monthly gift. I'm excited you're here. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Kingdom. What a joy to talk about risking on God's voice and the power that you have inside. You are welcome to come and visit us on our website at ltkradio.com. Thanks again for connecting to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We will see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.